0: Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too.
1: Bam. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia.
0: Everybody, you heard Steven Stag on the podcast.
1: Yeah, and Deanna.
0: And Deanna. I don't know how many weeks ago that was. Hang on. And and
1: Holly. And Holly. Holly, I have to tell you this. Wait. No, you you, Uh, wait. You wait. Okay. okay. I I have to tell you this. Okay. I Deanna texted me, whatever it was, like a month ago. It was like, hey, this girl does this podcast. And I was like, eye roll. That sounds terrible. (laughs) And she was like, hey, Steve and I both kind of did it. We had a lot of fun. Just check it out. So I listened to their episode. And a, I was cracking up, but this—this this is why I'm bringing it up. Um, I haven't—I don't know if you know this—I haven't done a bachelor interview in, I mean, I don't know, maybe six years. I mean, it's been forever. And the only reason why I said yes is I was so impressed with you. I just felt like I felt like you, a, kind of did your homework. B, yeah. you weren't one of those people that are like, you know, oh my god, what was it like for Let you? Talk like,
0: about what about this?
1: Yeah, it's you seemed like you. I, I don't know, and so this is this makes the compliment even bigger.
0: I mean, I didn't pay him to say this, everyone. You did not. I didn't even beg. I was like, if you want to you do did it, it, great. If you don't want to do it, great.
1: Yeah, you played it cool too. You were like, we also don't even have to, because I don't like also, you. Also,
0: like, <laughs> I don't
1: really want to. Talk. This is the big compliment. I listened to Holly's episode, and I like, I loved it, and I just thought you handled things very well. I thought she was super well spoken and.
0: Well, the funny thing about the Holly one, well, not about it, but I posted on my Facebook page saying, oh, I'm talking to Michael Stag," and Holly <laughs> commented on on it and said, tell him I say hi.
1: <laughs> oh, that look, it's I had this weird, not weird. That's that's that makes it sound negative. Yeah, I love the I haven't talked to Holly in, I guess, a decade. Has it been a decade? Maybe a decade. But, yeah. And I. It it made me so happy to hear about... She, remember, she adopted a... I forget their daughter's name now, but it sounds like she was doing doing so well. I literally got done with the episode and I was like, I'm going to call her. Like, I totally want to talk to her to say like, hey, listen to the episode. And I, I didn't have her cell phone number. Um, and, and that she spoke about, you know, our situation... Just super diplomatically and very honestly, and I just, I just loved it.
0: Well, here's your chance to be as diplomatic and honest. So I'm gonna
1: rip her head off.
0: <laughs> well, okay. So Michael Stag was busy for a while. It was Jillian's season of The Bachelorette, yeah,
1: which was season five, which aired in 1993. This is a fun factoid. Her, that season, her season was the first one that aired in high definition. Really think about that that's that's a true statement
0: how many episodes was it like was it as long as it is now shorter i I don't
1: don't quote me on this i think they have always been 10 wait are they currently still always 10 i have no idea i don't know either i shouldn't have asked
0: that question without knowing the answer tentatively the answer is yes and then bachelor pad twice two and three which i loved batch pad
1: did you watch season one two and three yes which was your favorite cuz it they two. are different well, two yeah obviously two was a slice of juicy it was pie was so good and then we can get into this a little later yeah uh but season 3 was the last season because of legal game reasons i promise they like broke their own game and none of this aired obviously but um but yeah the the show could not continue after something that happened on Season three, and that's why they. I'm not saying that's why they switched to paradise. And I'm sure there were other reasons, but literally, they couldn't. They could not have done a season.
0: Why? Why? Because
1: here's. I- I'm going to try to make this condensed because it's a little bit of a it's a game mechanics issue that they broke. So, uh, you know, Bachelor Pad worked like the Survivor community voting system, right? That's the game mechanic in place. Everyone does a blind vote, and that's the key word line vote and then and then you get voted off right what they did in season three is one of the producers i think it was Alon gale i don't know if he was around when you were around yes he told Chris, chris bukowski he was like hey you're probably gonna go home but why don't you take erica rose into the voting booth with you and show her that you're not and then that'll save you
0: which was part of the reason why she was really mad at you.
1: Correct. And and I and again, we can get into this later. That's totally fine because I lied right to her face. And that <laughs> angers people when you do that. Does it? Anyway. And but the problem was is they they did that and then they called us all into the room and they were like, Hey, this is what happened. There's this loophole in the rules that you can actually do this. And I just put my hand up and I was like, Hey, that's Wrong and stupid because the game, the game doesn't work. Then no one can go vote or else everyone would be like, well, I want to go in with you. It's not blind anymore. Yeah. And the game doesn't work. And they they had like lawyers come out and they were like, no, uh, this seems airtight. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Anyway, I'm overstating it a little bit, but it was, it like shut down the night for about two hours because you know, lawyers had to get all involved.
0: We always thought it was like a ratings thing or something.
1: Right. No, it seemed like a a, like a stupid thing. I think Alan honestly overstepped like that you can't he couldn't you can't do that.
0: It's shocking to think they could possibly overstep.
1: Yeah, so it makes me curious then if then if there was a season four in talks they were probably like, Well, we literally can't we can't do the show because people
0: I wish it would come back. I love it so much.
1: Though I think I I think you could argue that people like paradise more because I don't know how to say this. The key demo is like, let's just say 30 year old women, right? We'll just say that. And I think they are less inclined to watch a gaming show and are more inclined to watch a bunch of people fall in love and
0: making out and stuff.
1: Yeah. Make out. I think You're I don't probably
0: know. Probably right. So here's the funny thing about you on Jillian season was everybody was freaking out that you were 25 at the time. Yeah, I. And now everybody's like 19 and ready for marriage. Oh, really? Not really. But like 20, I was 23. Everyone oh. was like 21. And there it, it was never, it's not a big deal. So.
1: Well, I don't, I don't, I can't speak to the last, I mean, quite a lot of bachelors and bachelorettes, but a, part of the thing why that was highlighted was Jillian was either 30 or 31, you know, and a lot of the other guys were. 29 30 31 32 so mm. i was a baby my profession was breakdance instructor do you still breakdance no no i'm 35 that is senior citizen and breaking there
0: an age cutoff off for breakdance i mean honestly
1: kind of <laughs> like for for actual b-boys that battle and like do battle yeah like by the time you're 25 you're i mean you're, you're breaking literally breaking things <laughs> But so yeah, no, look, I, I got to be honest. If I drink at a wedding, there's a high probability I'll be doing windmills.
0: You're coming to my wedding.
1: Right. But but the short answer is no, I, I don't break it in any capacity.
0: So how did people get cast back then? Like, how did you end up on this silly show?
1: I worked at a bar and I, some bartenders that I work with just nominated me, uh, I think, through a website, because then on the the next day, I got a call from someone that said, hey, we got your. You know, something for video
0: a video submission thingy or whatever. No,
1: I think it was just a questionnaire or something. I don't even know. Someone submitted me. And then then I, I had about a 10 minute call with a casting director. And then it was six months from that time to the time that I got on. Uh, and, you know, they flew me out. So I think I had to do a, a videotape. And then, you know, probably you remember, I mean, probably 12 phone interviews and then, then I got flown out to L.A., met with the crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then and then they told me I was on. I was actually at a poker night with all of my buddies when I, I found out, which is, you know, not the greatest, but to be like, I got on a dating show. They're all like, yeah, it's, it's your bet. Like, are you going to raise or what? <laughs> it was, I mean, we celebrate. It was fun. Why
0: would your friends nominate you like were you having trouble dating or they thought oh let's just screw him over and put him on this show
1: no it was more of like it came up that they watched it it was they were a bunch of gay dudes some of my favorite people on earth and they were just like you watch it oh my god it'd be so good you have to go on it and i i'm serious i was like is it on still and so no i think they were genuinely like you would be fun you would have fun and maybe you'll fall in love and um so so yeah so they nominated me Wait, and you were 23?
0: 23.
1: Whoa, that's, yeah, that's... now
0: I'm, you know, pushing 30, and I'm like, God, marriage? Oh.
1: I'm 35, which is almost 40, which is almost dead. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Let's just cry together.
1: (laughs) I know. It's so hard being alive.
0: It really, it's really daunting every day to wake up. Yeah. Here's the crazy thing about my season was that I had twins, On my season, can you imagine?
1: No, already no.
0: It was just—I remember being like, "So you guys are gonna date the same person?
1: Are you into the
0: same kind of person?" Like,
1: oh wait a minute, are they the from Vegas? Yes. Did didn't they get their own show afterwards on like Freeform or something? Yes. Yeah, I remember seeing like a billboard out here and being like, are they from the back? Is that happening now? People are getting spin-off shows. I also remember, look, my wife watches the show, so occasionally I'll be in the family when she's watching. And I remember being like, they are not entertaining to me. Like,
0: But I just, I remember being like, has this twin thing ever happened? No. No. Did you say, hi, I'm a twin? Did they ever say like,
1: You mean with Steve and I? Yeah. Uh, Actually, you know what? Oh, my God. Now that I think about it, Steve came to the casting office in L.A. And you know what? I don't remember why. A, I don't remember why he came in the first place. And B, why they weren't like, why don't you? I think we both would have been like, that's stupid. We're not going to do that. (laughs) Yeah. but they did make a little twin deal out of it, which I think Steven and Deanna spoke to a little bit.
0: The, the hometown and yeah.
1: I hope that people that listen to this show and also you, like, do you watch the show still?
0: Oh, yes, yeah.
1: Okay, so you, it must be like, there are moments that are so clearly dripping with producers setting something that to me, now that it just makes it unwatchable. I'm like, this is, it's just so, it's just stupid. I, I just think it's stupid.
0: So we just cancel this. We're done talking about it.
1: no, i want to I want to keep talking. I mean, like it's just it's just harder for me to watch for that reason. But it seems like, I also think you could argue that a lot of people, like if I say that to someone who watches it, like, you know, it's very produced. I mean, you know that, right? And they're like, I know, I love it. I love, and I'm like, but then it's not real. Like, then it's just.
0: Well, it's the funniest thing is when people will message me and be like, hey, uh, what should I, what's your advice for the show or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like.
1: Oh, like how to get on?
0: You're asking the wrong person. I had the worst time. I'm like, why would you not message? They're probably blasting into everyone and just like wanting a response. But I'm like, I'm the last person you should ask about. <laughs> (laughs) advice one because I messed the whole thing up right but yeah it's just it's hilarious
1: I just tell people it's like you know if you're not gonna don't do more than what you are like just you know you just gotta be you
0: but also like don't be like you completely
1: yes yeah for sure and but also don't like I think people don't overcook it don't be like I'm a philanthropist (laughs) you know like you can't you just got it. You just got to beat your balls a little.
0: Did you really like Jillian? Like, did you? I mean, obviously, in hindsight, you get off the show and you're like, "What the hell did I just do?" Do you think you got wrapped up in the bubble? Did you really have a connection with her?
1: Two things. One, I actually, I genuinely didn't have that. What the hell did I just do? Thing. Really? And no, I, I felt like totally grounded and like that I knew what was going on it was going on and look I'm telling you a lot of it was because of what my neighbor said like I saw the other guys on the show get pulled into interviews or doing interviews and producers being like say you fucking hate that guy and they're like I fucking hate that guy (laughs) and and, you know they probably look back and they're like what was I doing you know this too because he went through it I, I got put in the good guy bubble. You know what I mean? And then like, I can't really do anything wrong. And here's a nice little peek behind the Michael Stagnano screen. There were plenty of nights when I got shit-faced drunk. At one point on Batserpad, Pad, I, I did a panty raid. I got drunk off of like sake, I think. And I went into the girls' room and I was like throwing panties around like, <laughs> so, you know, but like, that's not gonna air.
0: That doesn't fit all American Michael.
1: Yeah, and I think there are guys that it and girls that it goes the opposite way, right? Like they they aren't they aren't going to be in the top four. They aren't going to be one of those people. So if they slip up a little bit, that's going in. That's going in the final cut. So um, so yeah, I you know I didn't really have that. And I'm sorry to answer your question directly. Yes, I really like Jillian. I, I thought she was she was she's kind of a just she's kind of a guy's girl, which is great. Like I've never dated a guy's girl. And <laughs> this is so funny. Uh, maybe like two months after the show aired, I met. I was. I found. I was in New York at the time, and her and Ed were in a bar. And I, they were like, "Hey, come meet up with us." So I, I met up with them. And this is so bad. It's so embarrassing. I genuinely thought there was like a connection there, and I really liked her, and I kissed her and everything. And she pulled me aside, and kind of in a way that only Jillian could do, she was like, "Look, I just got to tell you this. I like." I thought I loved hanging out with you. I had zero romantic connection with you at all. And I was like, oh, that's good. I'm glad that I know that now. (laughs) Like it was so embarrassing. And then this is the other piece of it too. I, you know, and I think this, this must happen with all the guys, Yeah, you know, guys like don't watch the show. So they don't really know how it works specifically with like the evolution of the romance. So, I kissed Jillian on my hometown day episode eight or something, like very far along. And I'm not kidding Olivia. When I kissed her, my first thought was, I must be in first place.
0: And I'm the only one she's kissed.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know that any other guy kissed her. So I was like, I'm we're gonna get married. Like she clearly loves me, and I clearly love her because we made a and then obviously you have the experience of going back and watching it, and I was literally the last person to kiss her well
0: I was just I think when you went home what did you say something like wow I I got dumped but at least I was the first person to kiss her (laughs) something like that
1: something so naive and 25 year old of me that was I think the last thing I said was something like and I'm just gonna miss her (laughs) like just such a uh, just such a Kid, but Yeah, and you know what else? Um, I'd say about half of the guys did not like her or like, I would never date her outside of this. Yeah, And then there were about half of us that, that did.
0: I think that's probably true for every season, I would say.
1: Yeah, I, and look, I think this is the other thing I always tell people. It's like, if you go into any bar and line up 30 dudes or 25 dudes or 25 girls, it, it's the same thing. Like, you can probably tell in two minutes with each of them If there's someone you would like take, you know what I mean? So, yeah, and vice versa. And I think half the people would be like, yeah, no, I'm not really into it.
0: So when you went home, did you think you were going home?
1: The night that I went home was the only night I didn't think I was going home. Every other night I was like, I don't don't think. Because I have heard this, that for the most part, The Bachelor or The Bachelorette tells the producers the first night, like, hey, these are my top four. And then the order of everyone else.
0: Is all production.
1: Almost entirely, yeah, up to production.
0: I mean, in the moment you're like, oh no, I'm, I'm in that top four. You're, you ain't, you ain't in that top four.
1: I just always thought I was going home. <laughs> uh, this is funny, on, on, the, on, our, on our one-on-one date, there was a moment where we were like ziplining in Canada or some, somewhere, and she has an ITM, and she says, I love Michael, he's like a little puppy. And I, I paused there because one of my buddies, this guy named Rocco, who's just like, he's from South Philly, it's an Italian guy. He was like, I knew you weren't going to go any further because no one wants to fuck a puppy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to have sex with a puppy. You don't want to marry a puppy. And like, it, and I, yeah, it sounds sweet in the moment to be like, oh, that's, but I I was going nowhere. You
0: were done on the one-on-one. Yeah. Was the, um the hometown switcheroonie, with Steven, Was that your idea?
1: No, of course. No, I, th- I remember them being like, hey, it would be so fun. And I was like, I can't believe how stupid this is. But I, I say no to you guys all the time. Like, that's fine. We'll do this one little thing. I think we like shaves. It was so dumb. And then here's what's even worse. We go down and she was like, what are you doing in Steven's clothes? Like you look stupid. And I was like, no, it's a funny joke. Oh my God. Like there's no way to play it off. And then unfortunately they cut to her in an ITM, one of those like post, you know, she probably filmed it four weeks after. And she was like, but I always know my Michael. And you're just like. "Ah,
0: ah, ah." That little puppy.
1: Well, no. no. And it's just such a clearly like, you know, one of her producers was sitting next or saying like, just say this line. I know it was rough. Yeah, it was rough.
0: OK, so Ed wins the whole thing. Yeah. Which I, I don't think anyone thought that was going to happen. Like, did when you find out Ed wins, were you surprised? Did you think this would work?
1: 100% surprised. I thought Kipton was going the distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think the general reaction from America and the cast was this right here. Ed? <laughs> Ed? Yeah, I, no one. He's a maniac. You know what I mean? And like a great guy's guy. Like great to hang out as a buddy. But I think he's married now, so that's good. But for the large, for many years, had no business being married. I think it's sick to say that.
0: I think she would also say upon their breakup oh crap
1: yeah i think so
0: and you were you were supportive if i recall of wes who i i had apparently had a girlfriend back home and that's when jake pavelka had his moment to run in and say wait
1: yeah uh supportive is a strong word it okay and here's why it's like look uh i'm not in I didn't get to see or hear really any of the interviews or time that he had with Jillian right the only time I get with him is when we're back at the house and Wes is a party of a person so like he was so fun to be around we were playing drinking games together like cracking up all the time he's got a guitar I play guitar too so you know like we were buddies on the show I had no idea he was an asshole like no idea at all and so, right, so when it airs, and then I mean, you know how it is. Then you get up on that mental all, Oof. but yeah, you know, it's like everyone's like, "What did you think about Wes?" And I'm like, "I don't, I don't know."
0: He was fine to me.
1: Yeah, it's like I genuinely liked him. I thought he was a great guy. But then you see the things that he says, even though you know it's a produced show, right? It, it's yeah. it's really hard to excuse those things, right? Even like, and I'll I'll narrow it down to like just the way it felt like he felt about women is just like just a lot of the city said you're like you can't say that stuff Mm -mm. about women man you can't you can't talk to jillian that way you know that stuff i have no support for that you know what i mean
0: was there is there anyone like from your season that you're now buds with or not really
1: um i mean buds would be a little loose but like you know kipton kipton lives in san diego so i've seen him occasionally over the years uh and then, uh that that's pro- oh robbie d do you remember robbie d he was the he was a bartender let
0: me google him while you're talking
1: uh i was just on his show called dedicated he has a youtube show about being a dad uh he's great i i love robbie you
0: literally can't even find him on the googs like i can't even find him
1: robbie descant is his last name oh yeah there he is. There's the dizzle.
0: Oh, I remember the dizzle.
1: Um, he got sent home and I cried about it. I literally was like, he, he, and again, I'm 25. So I, I was like, he's one of my friends. But And why did Jillian send him home? I don't understand the show. He deserved to be at the end. And you know how it is. You get a little quarantine. You don't get to talk to any of your friends. You get a little booze in you. And those tears start flowing, girl. <laughs> ah.
0: Well, here's what everyone wanted to know, because, like, you're so loved, I don't even think you know how much you are. It's
1: been a long time, so I doubt people remember me at all.
0: That's completely untrue. But everyone wanted to know if there was ever a Bachelor talk with you at all.
1: Um, I, unofficially at best. Okay. After um, season two, they were talking to me about it uh, but, you know, never like this is when we would film, come in and let's talk about what girls you want. It was
0: just like a casual
1: thing. Yeah. And so, so yeah, unofficially at best, but, but never, never super serious.
0: Well, a lot of people were team Michael Stagg is bad. I
1: gotta be honest. I, I would have done it and I, I, and loved it. Yeah. I think I would have, I think I would have absolutely loved it. But I know that once it got down to the end and I started to have, I started to have to dump, Girls that I really, I would have been hard to watch. It would have been like if Michael could just stop crying all the time, because you know, I I, that would have that would have been really hard. Well, the
0: problem is that you can't like really say obviously why you're getting rid of someone. So it's not like you can be like, I I haven't liked you this entire time.
1: (laughs) No, you cannot.
0: I just had to keep you here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, now I like really want to see someone be like say that
0: well that's why like that's why every people would you ever be the bachelorette they would never make me the bachelorette because they hate me but i couldn't do it because i'd want to be like hey by the way like you weren't in my top four from the beginning (laughs) and i have been messing with you this entire time
1: right though you gotta think man they're on what what season number is this like 20 something they gotta think they're Let's throw a wrench in there. Have Olivia come on and be a fucking wild card. I would fucking kill that show. Listen, Chris Harrison said to me once, what they want more than anything is for The Bachelor to be a villain and hate it like Juan Pablo. But then why do they never do it? Or they want everyone to love them so much. Like those are the, t- those where the ratings go the best. If you meet in the middle, it's then no one They've watches. They've done
0: the Juan Pobs. They've done the Nick Vile who's like kind of polarizing, but they've never done a polarizing girl.
1: No, they've done right the opposite of that, the like princess. Yeah. And I I could not agree more. I uh, look, as someone I'm uneducated. I haven't watched the show in a long time, but I think it, I want you to you'd be perfect. Come in, coach. Yeah, what, but you wouldn't do it though.
0: Abso- absolutely not. You'd have to pay me th- five million dollars to do it. Okay, I mean that's
1: probably in the budget now. The
0: funniest thing, like you say I would love dating people and like whatever. I would hate that. Like one, I cannot fake feelings at all. I could I cannot do that.
1: Oh actually no and you're right and you do have to do that. Of
0: course. It's like acting for some of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're right.
0: I am so awkward as it is, I would be like, so um do you
1: have a penis? yeah, but here's the, I mean, but here's the thing that that's gold. Do you like cheese? Uh, uh, seriously, you can't even argue. So look, I assume then you just, especially because the name of your podcast, were you so you just said whatever you wanted no, at all. No,
0: the oh. problem is that they have a clip. I swear it's edited. I swear, but. Some, some guy, you know, the guests that they bring in that are like famous, but you kind of don't really know who they are. And you have to be like, wow.
1: Wait, you mean like musical guests? What are you talking about? Well,
0: like, I don't know if they did this back then, but one day they brought in Kevin Hart to go on a date with someone and Kevin Hart's just like hanging out in the mansion. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And they have a video clip of me just with my mouth wide open, like. Like, gargantuan. I have no idea if it even was that way, if I do that. But th- then everyone made montages online of all the times where my mouth was wide open. And if you don't own it, like, you know.
1: Yes, 100%.
0: I swear it was editing, though. They made my jaw go down a little bit. <laughs> so after, after Jillian, was that when you met... Holly, yeah, correct. Yeah.
1: So I yeah. And Steve, Holly, no, Holly and Deanna, I think spoke to this a little bit. But so at the rap party of Jillian's season is where Deanna and Holly like came to that. And I was thinking I would try to meet Deanna to date. And Deanna was thinking the same thing. And yeah, we were both like, I, I don't like you at all. <laughs> like this would go nowhere. Uh, yeah. So I ended up dating Holly. I met her that night, obviously. And then, and then, yeah, Deanna ended up dating Steve.
0: Well, she she told me the story, but I'd like to hear it from your perspective.
1: Uh, I mean, it, it was it was kind of what I just said in terms of like I literally walked up to Deanna and was like, "Hey, you know, I, hey," and she was like, "Hey," and then we were both kind of like,
0: "Well, now what?"
1: Oh. I mean, seriously, like, it, to this day, she'll say this. It was within 30 seconds. We were both like, oh, anyway. Yeah, yeah, we both knew. And not even maliciously. It wasn't even like, oh, you're awful. It was just like, oh, we're not. We wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, you know, and Dion and Holly were, like, best friends attached at the hip for, like, you know, nine months or something before before we all met. And then, yeah, you know, then the four of us got engaged around the same time. So we were the happy, lovely couple for, for uh, I don't know if I, like, you know, maybe a year.
0: Did you look at it as like, yeah, we met on TV, but we're the real deal?
1: Uh, I would say there was, there was definitely an element of that. Though, you know what? It's also like, I mean, Holly was just, so much fun. Like she 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 is she yeah, had this like little blonde Bob haircut. She was just a little ball of energy and like very loving and very affectionate and very caring and very kind, you know, for the first six minutes or for the first six months. And a lot of our dating was long distance for a while, which, you know, it, it's pretty easy to. Think someone's the greatest thing ever. But both ways when you're long distance, because when you see them, all it is is like
0: so fun and great and kissy kissy. Yeah, and then
1: you leave and there's and there's none of the problems. Uh, and then yeah, you know, after about whatever it was, nine months or something, even like you know, we got engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it it all kind of started to fall apart pretty quickly. And not, I, I say that that sounds so bad, like it wasn't even it wasn't like a horrible, bad fallout breakup. It was just, we both started to feel like, ah, this just doesn't feel like her first and then me, and then kind of her again.
0: She ended, you got engaged. She yeah. ended it with you.
1: Correct. Maybe like three months after we got engaged. I have a not great memory. And I remember Holly being like, it was November 17th. And I'm like, what? I don't know what I <laughs> ate for lunch yesterday. <laughs> um, but But yeah, like, yeah, she broke it off. I was super devastated. I, think the, I do remember it was like four days after she was like, I made a huge mistake. I love you. Let's get back together. And I was like, great. Done. And then like two hours after that, I was like, wait a minute. I think I'm still really hurt. And maybe this maybe this isn't supposed to work out. So
0: it was pretty quick, the getting back together and then you because I remember it was coming out or not coming out, but in the news of like, you know, Michael was still really upset that she ended it and couldn't get past that.
1: Yeah, and look, maybe the direct way to say it is it's hard to jump back into an engagement when someone just called it off. So I remember saying, like, you know, like, I, I still love you, so, like, I'll let's date. Like, I'll date you now. Uh, and then it, it was not long after that that, yeah, I was like, I, this just feel it just feels broken. And, like, um, so then, yeah, we broke it off. Holly spoke to this very well. And then we had both, during that time, kind of been talking about Bachelor Pad, And then we, uh, they both still wanted us to go on it. We both said yes. Um, And I think Holly said something like, I found out that he was doing it. So then I wanted to, I didn't have that at all. I wasn't like, oh, if he's going, then I have to. I was just like, look, I'm a huge gamer. Like I love games. And this was a game show. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go on and try to win money. (laughs) And then and then again, Holly spoke to this really well too. The, once I found out that we were both going on and that was locked and loaded, I did want to meet up with her and say like, hey, this is likely going to be very difficult. I am certain we both still have feelings there. So at the very least, can we just have this baseline level of look, like you're my girl and I'm your dude and we have each other's back. And if as long as we stick to that, you know, whatever else happens. Is largely going to be okay. I think I was kind of wrong. It got real emotional real fast.
0: I mean, like night one, it got real emotional. Yeah, Yeah.
1: lots of lots of crying,
0: immediate crying.
1: Yeah, but look, but I I still say this to this day. To Holly's credit, man, like she always had my back. Like she in the game. I I think I think in the end, she could have told me about that engagement. That's kind of a whole other thing. Yes, but you know, I also can give her some grace there too. Like. I'm, I understand that I'm not, she doesn't get the ring on her finger. And she's like, I want to call my ex fiance. You know, like I, I get it. And I get that the producers,
0: I know if we're, if we're speaking of production, then we have to give her grace in that regard too.
1: Totally. And I can, I can still, I can still do that for sure. And, and again, like she did the hardest thing that anyone in that game had to do. She sent Blake home. Like it, it came down to her. She totally could have saved them and been like, look, I'm like falling in love with this guy and I don't really want to send him home. But she stuck to that promise that we made. You know, she was like, no, nah, you're my partner. And if you think Holly said this too, but like, you know, I was basically like the game operator, like figuring out what we had to do strategy wise. And I had the best partner in the world to be that type of player because Holly was like, I love everyone. Let's get
0: drink. Yeah, She said she was good socially and you were good strategically. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And that is the winning combination. And that in the game, you know what I mean? Like, you have to be good at that. I could, I was the villain a lot. Like, I would lie to people's faces. People would be like, hey, are you voting for me? And I'd be like, no, you're in our alliance. Yeah. And then I would vote them off the show. And Holly would be like, I don't know what's going on.
0: That doesn't feel right.
1: Yeah. And and it it worked great.
0: But in general, you said there's obviously feelings going on. Like, what what was it like watching her... Hitting it off with Blake, basically right under your nose.
1: Uh, yeah, two two experiences that are worth sharing. One in the house, it was you know it got to the point where it was almost unbearable. While well, I was doing things like you know ducking into bathrooms just to sit on the toilet, you know, like just and like you know, it's I mean the mansion's not that big, no. so like feeling like this little radar of like, where are Blake and Holly now? Are they together? I don't know where they are, like, so stage five clinger, just so sad, so desperate. I mean, I can't it was so it was so hard. And then the second experience is (laughs) I don't think I've ever told anyone this. But you know, uh, you get the episodes a few days before they air sometimes a week or two. And I was blogging for ABC at the time. So I'd get them ahead of time. Right. And the amount that I cried watching Blake and Holly like fall in love, and and you know me be like, why? What's happening? Why not me? I just cried so much watching it back. Uh, yeah, I can't. I wish I had like a, a manlier answer to be like, it was fine. They were just hitting it off, and I was I was interested in banging the other chicks. But it was the opposite. I was I was so sad.
0: Well, let's um let's talk about that. Faded engagement moment.
1: Sure. You mean their faded engagement their, moment. Their
0: faded engagement moment. Your most awkward television moment, maybe ever. Maybe top, yeah. top five at least.
1: Well, look, I'll say I'll say this. I, I I remember regularly people saying like he so obviously knew that they were engaged and that was just staged. And that that is just not the case. I had no idea. There's this moment where I say something like hey, can we take a commercial break or can I get a water?
0: Can I get a water
1: is what you said. I, I was legitimately panicking. I mean, I was like, I don't know. I don't, this is so, you know, because I'm thinking like the gamer part of me is still thinking like, you know, this is the finale.
0: We still have to do the money thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like the only thing I can't say is Holly, you're a bitch. <laughs> because then no one's going to vote for us to no. win right and actually I'm it's not like I was sitting there thinking that like Holly and I were broken up she's her own woman she was, I had no she had no strings attached to me she could do whatever she wanted it just you know it hurt so bad to be sitting there and and it was a combination of I felt like Holly betrayed me a little bit and frankly, like the fucking producers, like those, you you know how it is, man. Like you kind of get to become really good friends with those people.
0: Well, you think you do. Yeah,
1: you think you do. And I mean, even like up to Chris Harrison, it's like every one of those people that saw me for a week beforehand and the whole time backstage, every one of them I considered like, I really got to know these people over the two two years and none of them said a word. And that's that was super hurtful, you know, trying to process that. And then, you know, and then it's That's leaving out all of like the heartstrings of like, I was still like sitting there, like kind of in love with Holly at that point. You know what I mean? Like, of course, or maybe not in love, but I still had a lot of love for her. Like she was my fiance, like six months prior to that moment. Right. And then yeah. And then I'm sitting there facing the like, yeah, you know, I it was weird. I also I'm saying all that. And I did have a little bit of happiness for her, too. Like she she obviously said yes. So like, it's, you know,
0: good for them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And like, that's what I wanted for her eventually anyway, was for her to find someone and be happy, happily married. So yeah, it was, I, I'm probably saying this without saying it directly, but it was so confusing and, and you're stuck, you know, you're, you're, I was stuck processing all of that. <laughs> yeah. Like in front of the camera, it's, uh, I it was just, it was, it was well, as someone
0: who has done the, f- the filming thing. Yeah. Did, I mean, they, did they, they cut to commercial at some point? Yes.
1: Yeah, it's live to tape. So right there. Yeah, yeah.
0: So what in in the in that moment, where they okay? Cut. Did you guys talk?
1: You know what? I I don't remember. I remember uh, like kind of just smiling at her and like rubbing her back and being like, "It's okay, it's okay." Because like, what else are you gonna do? You know what I mean? Like, what what am I gonna say? Like, I can't believe you. Yeah, and again, like the whole cast is there and the game is still going on and. Yeah, I, I, to be uh, totally honest with you, Olivia, I probably like half blacked out. Like I don't I don't really remember much. else. Even this specifically, I remember there was like an after party and I, I didn't go. I was like I was so exhausted that I didn't know. I didn't know what to say to people like, who do I stand next to? Who do I talk to? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I it, it did. Everyone said you handle that so well. And my honest response to that is not not really like I, I was pretty, pretty friggin panicked.
0: You, I mean, you seemed panicked, but you, you did handle like I can't. If I was panicked like that, I would just shut down. Like you, at least kept your your crap together,
1: you know? Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Sure, I didn't like you didn't emotionally
0: start crying. You didn't start freaking trembling.
1: Yeah, or maybe what I'm saying is like, I think people think that because of how it play, I played it off. I was like in control emotionally inside, and that just wasn't the case. I mean, I I was super dying it, it yeah it was it was hard
0: well, i think people forget that like you guys got engaged off the show like you were i mean obviously engagements on the show i'm not saying they're not legitimate but you know for people to be like that was a love triangle between michael and blake like it wasn't just a love triangle it was someone that you asked to marry you off yeah. camera in the real world so i it, yeah it was like extra painful because of that
1: yeah yeah you're, yeah you're exactly right
0: well to lift you up, or I guess lift the mood, what did you do with the prize money?
1: Um, I, Holly and I split it with Graham and Michelle. And Holly said this too. And we, we, gave, we each gave like 2,500 bucks to Ella, who was trying to buy a house. Uh, she was a single mom. And then I bought a guitar, and that kind of launched like a little music career that I had for a while after that. And then, you know, then I saved the rest. Or I, I had a couple grand in credit card debt, I knocked out some of that. Uh, Or I'm sorry, all of that and then yeah, and then I then I just save then and but actually I'm saying that After taxes, Olivia, it's like 40 grand like it's no money at all And again when you split it four ways it's even less so yeah it when people say you won 250 grand I say no I won like twenty three thousand
0: doesn't last long No. So then after Pad 2, there was like little baby sort of conversations about Bachelor. Correct. And then Bash Pad 3 comes around. Yeah. What was, I guess, your reasoning for wanting to go back on TV again?
1: Sure. It was largely tied to, after season two of Bachelor Pad, I just mentioned this, but I like had a music career. I had a a manager, I had a tour, I had like frickin... Apparel. I mean, it was merch. M- sorry, merch. Yeah. And <laughs> I, uh, you know, it, it was the best time ever. I, I loved it. I toured all over the US and Canada. Um, and my manager and, you know, I had a publicist and everything. And they were like, if you have the chance to go back on the show, you will literally extend this music career that you're doing just by going on the show. Uh, and, you know, so, so yeah. So I said yes.
0: I mean, how possible? Is it to win the money twice in a row
1: um this this is gonna sound dumb but that like it just didn't interest me as much like hey i thought it, i i thought i had very little chance i was like who the hell based on the mechanics of the game who is possibly gonna let a guy that just won yeah, that's hard make it so i had no illusions about trying to win the game and if i'm being totally honest with you i've never said this in an interview too That was kind of my strategy. Like, I wanted to stick around as long as possible. And towards the end, it just becomes if you win the challenges, you're going to make it. Right. So, you know, I kind of just to everyone very upfront, I was like, look, I'm not here to win. You know what I mean? Like, I just came back to hang out and have fun. I'm not a
0: threat to you. Don't worry about me.
1: Yeah. And like, and honestly, that served me pretty well. Like, for, and then, and then once that was kind of disarmed, once I kind of disarmed everyone with that, then I kind of formed a little alliance, you know what I mean? And then there were...
0: You were kind of the, the king of the alliance in many ways. Yeah,
1: and look, and and I'm saying this without playing any defense, and I, I kind of became the villain because of that. Like, I was I was the only one that was kind of gaming, and even though I had all of those same conversations on Bats or 2, I mean identical, like the same ones, you know, in, in 3, they just decided to air those and, and cut them and edit them in a way that made me seem like a dick. And look, and I, I'm also in the real world, lying to people is a very bad thing. And you should not do that. And I don't do that. But on a game show, where lying is built into the game, you have to do that. And I kept Olivia, the amount of times I kept I kept saying to people like, you know, you you are not understanding that you need to lie here. Like it's and it's okay to do that. It, it yeah. you it might hurt your feelings. But like, that is what this game is. You can't tell people, hey, I'm going to go in and vote for you.
0: Because they'll say
1: goodbye. And look, the way the way that that actually came about was with Erica Rose, right? Where, and I, this is this was so, this is so funny to me. Like, um, it was set up, kind of the story was that Erica and I were very good friends.
0: Well, that was my next question was, what was the extent of your friendship?
1: We maybe hung out twice, right? And the first time was she moved to LA and she didn't know anyone. And I had tickets to a Jesse J concert, and I was literally like, you know, remember how everything went down on Bachelor Pad Two? She she had a rough go, right? Yeah, and so I was like, hey, A, I feel still feel really bad about what happened on Bachelor Pad Two, and B, you moved to LA, you don't know anyone. If you want to come to this Jesse J concert with you, I would love for you to be my date, not romantic date, but just come with me. Yeah, I maybe saw her at one other like gifting suite, one other event out here. And I mean, literally, Olivia, that's probably it. Right. And then like three months after that, the show starts filming. And I remember texting her before when I found out she was going to be on the show. And I was like, hey, I will totally look out for you as much as I can.
0: That little nugget.
1: Yeah. But I want to hang a lot on that, too, because you start stepping out. What does that really mean? Because when you start watching Bachelor Pad 3, guess who's not very good at the game? Erica Rose, she's not too good. And I, and I don't even mean like winning challenges. Like, it's fine if you don't win challenges, but Erica's doing things like going up to the people as she doesn't know wh- who's on what alliance. She's going up to, you know, going up to people and being like, you're an ugly loser. It's really hard to protect people that are doing things like that. So how long am I supposed to protect Erica before it starts becoming I, you, it, impossible?
0: You tried as long as you could.
1: Yeah, I, I and generally I did she was on the chopping block a lot the first half of the season. I was like, no, like, let's keep her around. She's not a threat. Right. You know what I mean? Like our alliance is doing fine. Erica didn't know what an alliance was. And then, you know, the way that that got spun out was Erica was like, Michael and I were best friends. And he betrayed me. And he and he didn't protect me. And he, you know, like that is, that's, that's just totally inaccurate. It's just, it's just not what happened, you know?
0: Well, if we can whittle down the crux of the issue that she had, it was that Chris Harrison says there's going to be a change. The girls going to go home and she's going to bring a guy with her. Yep. Basically, you had told Erica that Chris Bukowski was gunning for her. Correct. And then the whole bringing the room thing happened. And then she realized, Ooh, that's, that's a lie.
1: Correct that is that is exactly what happened yeah
0: do you think in general she was confusing gameplay with this like friendship
1: yeah i mean i don't want to put words in her mouth i don't know what she was feeling and and i also i I didn't mean to sound like a dick by saying erica thought we were friends and we weren't because i also understand that in that moment yeah i told erica to her face it was like hey i'm gonna keep you safe our alliance is going to try to protect you And that was a bold faced lie. Then then I lost the game, right? Then my lie is up. I got my hand stuck in the cookie jar. She was like, Why did you lie to me? I thought we were friends. So I'm not even saying that her emotion is unwarranted. I'm just saying there was a version of that story that seems like this big like I had her back. We were best friends. And that just that just that just wasn't the case. But you know, but I also understand how she was hurt that that I lied to her. Like, because because that hurts. Because that sucks. But that's the. But again, like that's the game. That that eventually that was going to have to happen. Like I, she wasn't my partner. She wasn't in my alliance. So at some point, I was going to have to vote her off. You know what I mean?
0: And then she sends your ass home.
1: Yeah, and because of that little twist where she was going to pick, I couldn't be the person that says hey, we're going to send you home. I had I had to try to lie to her. And her to get
0: Chris to go home with her. Yeah. We'll touch on you going home was really hard for Rachel Trueheart. It was. Who you had kind of built some sort of, I don't know, rela- a bachelor relationship with. No,
1: 100%. It was, look, the first words you said were kind of, and and that's accurate. And this was again like none of this is going to air and no one's going to have this perspective but from the time that rachel and i kissed on a date
0: it was the three on one or something
1: right oh yeah and look and even that that was set up they were like hey for this date we're going to act like you're doing a music video and so we want you to kiss Lindsay and donna and rachel as like part of the music video like it'll be the story is like you're coming to this concert, your concert, and they're fans, and you pull them aside and kiss them, and then obviously they make it air to look like <laughs> I just Rachel. Anyway, all that is to say, from the time that I kissed her in that music video setup to the time that I left was nine days. So like you know, everyone it, it aired like you know we had this relationship and and that I led her on, and like that just I didn't have time to lead her on. Like I didn't even know her middle name. It's true yeah so look and again i'm not dismissing the fact that i think rachel thought that there was a lot there like that there was going to be this relationship there and as soon as i got off the show and we met up i i was very honest with her and i was like hey you know you seem really great but you live in new york and the reality of like where my feelings are at and committing to a long distance relationship you know I, I just don't think that i'm there and honestly frank olivia i thought she, in that she seemed like she handled it really well, she was like, "Yeah, you know that's sad to hear, but like I understand, like we didn't really get to know each other that long and and I live in new york and but and then what aired, or what happened at the um the finale or whatever, it seemed like she did not feel that way like
0: well, but at the finale, you have to really spice up how you feel about things to
1: I guess, but yeah, I mean, i am you, I was genuinely like, you know what like what I, you know." again, like, I don't even really know your, I don't know your middle name. I didn't even think I knew her last name in the moment. And like, you know, we kissed and like, we were hanging out and she was obviously my partner. And I liked her. Like, there were romantic feelings there.
0: But there wasn't enough time to...
1: Yeah, I mean, literally. So so when the story ended up evolving into, you know, Michael is this gaming, scheming villain and led Rachel on and made her feel like there was this whole relationship. I was like, I, they, I don't this doesn't feel very true at all.
0: Yikes. Yeah, that's that's tough.
1: Actually, I'm sorry. I, I misspoke a little bit. Me like gaming and scheming and lying to people. I, that, that totally happened I th- because that is the game. And, and I, I can't play defense. There. I was definitely doing those things. I was trying to move pieces and have conversations and lie to people. And that that makes me look like a bad guy in the context of a game show, I guess, but, but yeah, but the leading Rachel on, I I just, I, I can't say that I ever did that.
0: You won't own that.
1: No, just like you normally do when you meet someone for nine days, you know?
0: Well, the big thing that happened to Rachel was that she got to the end with Nick, her partner, after you went home and he kept the money.
1: What was your reaction to it?
0: Oh my, I was, I made one. I thought, Maybe that's why the show ended, because it was such a...
1: Oh, oh, because where are they going to go from there?
0: Yeah, but I was, I mean, poor freaking thing, like... Yeah. Oh, God. Especially because Nick was never, like, he wasn't really ever part of an alliance. He wasn't a strong competitor. So the fact that he was there at the end was shocking, let alone being like, bitch, I'm going to take all the money.
1: Yeah. Here's what's interesting. There is a way to play the game that you duck the radar. You stay out of all the drama. You don't really have an alliance. You don't ruffle any feathers. You don't make people mad and you get to the end. Right. I would give Nick that credit if he did that. But I'm telling you, Nick was like, what are we doing today? You know, he didn't know he didn't know what alliances were. He just kinda you know, he ducked the radar unintentionally. Like we were just kinda like, Well, Nick doesn't know what's going on, so we can just keep him around, just tell him how to vote. And then yeah, and then he just he uh, it was awful. It was awful for Rachel.
0: What did everyone think of that though? Like how what was the reaction like with the cast?
1: Uh, pretty mad at Nick. I, I think unanimously mad at Nick. But honestly, look, I I hope I don't sound mean by saying this. Um, you know, Nick didn't really owe Rachel anything, you know? And like, the game is to win 250 grand. It's not to win 125 grand. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying I agree with it. I actually, I said this, maybe I said it on air, maybe in a post interview. Here's what it boils down to for me. And I'm not saying this is what Nick had to do, obviously. If you ever have the chance in your life, to get $125,000, and the only thing you need to do to get that is to give someone else $125,000. I think that's what you do because you're because that's what fucking good people, people do. do. <laughs> I'm sure, you can make the argument that like
0: they weren't partners the whole time.
1: Yeah, that is the thing that you can he can lean on that, and and I understand why he did that, but. Yeah, to me, from the you know something you look back on in five, ten years, or something your kids watch. Yeah, I think it's great if you can say like, yeah, I just
0: I gave someone some money.
1: Yeah, I thought it would help her out, and sure, we weren't partners, and sure, I didn't know her anything, but, but yeah, I, I threw her, I threw her 125 grand. So I, it was horrible. It was it was really horrible. I also, I don't think Rachel handled it great do you remember they like cut to her being like Nick you're a dick screaming
0: at him in that hallway
1: (laughs) yeah and I was like Rachel you gotta you just got outgamed bro like you just you know and again like you know he just didn't owe you anything like he didn't
0: they were always welcoming that opportunity giving it away
1: and 100% Uh, yeah that's clearly what they wanted look it wouldn't surprise me if in the deliberation they were like look at this," cause I'm sure Nick was like I think I'm gonna give it to her you know and then I bet and then I bet they were like think about how great you don't owe her or anything and 250
0: wow
1: yeah they did that with me man you know in the room they were like hey really you know holly just f you in the a and I was like that's not true you did that that was y'all yeah yeah that was y'all
0: that was y'all and then I'm assuming you have not spoken to Erica in a long time she I podcasted with her and she didn't make it seem like
1: Oh, you did an Erica? Yeah. Well, I'll go back and listen to that one. Um, I, don't think I, I don't think I've i i don't think talked to her. And look, I, I like, it's Erica. Like, I don't, I can't, I, I'm not even that mad. You know what I mean? Uh, and she said some real hurtful things. I know she said something along the lines of, like, you deserved everything you got with Holly and Blake, or Holly's better off, or something like that.
0: People.
1: No, I mean, no, I, no, it's... It, it, it's Erica Rose. Sometimes you gotta, you know, it's 90, 10, right? Life is 90% how you react to things, 10% what happens. And I think, especially because the source material is Erica Rose, I, I think if some other people would have said it, I probably would have been a lot more hurt, but yeah, Erica, it's like, you fucking hurt me and we were best friends. <laughs> and you, yeah, you know, you just, you just kind of take your head at it.
0: So before we talk about marriage and kids, we have a couple Facebook questions. Gina Stevenson said, can you ask him if he remembers that story that Steven shared on the pod a few weeks back about how Steven and Deanna, while trying to abstain... Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, wait, what? So what's the question? Just do I remember?
0: One very loud one out with Michael in the next room crying, crying, crying face.
1: Yeah. Oh. Oh. I rem- I remember it super well. And I've already said this earlier. I don't have a great memory.
0: But you remember.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's that is in there. Yeah. And you know, it's it was. It's just inescapable, right? You hear the like ah ah, <laughs> and you know, I'm in the other room watching a movie or something. Yeah. I'm not going to be like. Oh, I'm just going to duck out to the bar. Yeah. It was. And then the best part, obviously, is the next morning they were like, know, hey, Michael." <laughs> Wild! It was a wild night, and I was like, "It sounds like everybody slept good." Yeah, like what do you say? It was horrible It was it was rough here. And I have another. I have another anecdote. Regina. Yes. Maybe a week later, they were engaged, and this makes me sound like an idiot, uh, but I like wasn't even thinking about moving out, and Steve was like, "Hey, can I, go, can, can I talk to you outside just for a second? And I was like, "Yeah, sure. What's up, bro?" And he was like, "Hey." uh, You got to get the fuck out of here. Like, what are you doing? Like, you don't want to live your whole life here and just have sex. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, I guess. Yeah, probably right. And then like literally that day I started looking for my own apartment. I don't think I would have moved out unless.
0: You would have just stayed there.
1: Yeah. Listening. Yeah. It makes me sound like creepy Uncle Michael.
0: I like this question a lot because you kind of touched on it. Amanda McGrath said, awesome get. (laughs) He's become very private. I would be curious about his choice to fall off the public radar. Oh, yeah. All of that.
1: Yeah, sure. I don't mind addressing that at all. Look, social media just is not important to me. That's all. It wasn't like, you know, F the bachelor world. I want to turn my back. I mean, it wasn't that at all. If anything, I love talking about it. It was a great time in my life. I love talking about it. I loved interacting with fans and hugging people. For sure. I just, yeah, I got to the point once I was like 32 where I was like, this just.
0: I should probably move on from this.
1: You know, I started to have kids and you know what I mean? I I didn't want to have that much time in front of my phone, liking Instagram pictures and Facebook. And so, yeah, so I just I I just got off of it. That's all.
0: We had two questions about your music. Are you still doing music? Will you come out with an EP?
1: Uh, This is such a great uh, question timing wise. Uh, So I had not picked up a guitar or done any music in maybe four years, hadn't touched it. And then in February of this year, I wrote an epic adventure fantasy musical. And I there's a musical called into the woods that played out here at the Hollywood Bowl. And I got the script that I wrote to the musical director of that musical and he loved it. And so the last month we spent in the studio, we put uh, six demo songs together. And we're going to start shopping it next year to I'm a screenwriter now. So we're gonna I'm gonna start shopping it to my network. So the short answer is Yeah, I am back it's in the form of a nerd fantasy music. People still love it either way? Well, I'm sure that's not... What, what was her name who asked the question? It was
0: Sandy Creighton and then also Raffaella D. Martinez.
1: I imagine that based on the music that they heard, this will likely not... Well, I, I, shouldn't, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. It's actually... It stays pretty singer songwriter. Look, I didn't want to... We don't have to go all the way down this rabbit hole, but I didn't want to do these, like, big fantasy, you know like big ballads. They're like kind of singer-songwriter pop songs that just fit fantasy script. So anyway, so yes, I am doing more music.
0: Okay, I'm going to make your head a little bit big. Okay. Lauren O'Hare, just here to say that he is still my favorite male contestant to date.
1: That is incredibly flattering because there's been a lot now. Thank you, Lauren. I love you.
0: Aaron Johnson, no questions, but he is still my fave male contestant to date also.
1: Oh my gosh. Thank you, Aaron. That is super sweet.
0: Kelly. Ooh, that's a tough one. Zedelar, Love him.
1: Oh, thank you. Look, there's even been guy contestants that I like more than me.
0: Who do you like more than you?
1: Oh, you know who I loved? Um, Jared. Haybun. 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 Love him. There. He's better than me. Yeah. So,
0: Jessica Maine, how did you meet your wife?
1: Hello, Jessica. Um, I met my—I love the story. I met my wife on the second-to-last stop of my music tour, which was called the Love Like This tour. And this is the way I like to say, tell the story, even though it makes me sound like an asshole at first. Um, so I—I I never um, kissed a girl, or went home with a girl, or even hung out after uh, a show with a girl on any one of my uh, tour dates. And this is the part that makes you sound like a dick. Uh, There were plenty of options to do that. Of course. Because, you know, look, it's like 98% girls that show up and they're all like, here's my underwear. And I never never did that. But at the Chicago shop or stop, uh, Emily came right up to me after the show Tapped me on the shoulder and was like, and we met a little bit beforehand. That's important to preface. And I gave her a little shout out from the stage. What
0: a move.
1: Actually, it was it was not that smooth. And she was like, uh, hey, do you want to go get drinks afterwards? And I was like, "Yep, sign me up. All of my I'm from Chicago. So all of my like high school and college buddies were there and all of her friends were there. And this is this is the part that's great. Uh, I was a breakdancer for a lot of years. So a bunch of my breakdancer parties were there. So I had to turn and look at her and be like, look, I'll go out with you. But me and the boys were going dancing, so we all we all literally went dancing till like three in the morning. And yeah, I just I just totally hit it off with her. So here was the problem, though. Like two weeks later, I was going on Bachelor Pad three. Oh, I told Emily like, "Hey, look, I really like you. I had a great time with you." I cannot start a relationship with you. Just to be like that, that would be horrible. And you know, I'm likely going to go on the show and meet a girl.
0: And do some kissing and yeah.
1: Yeah, and like she was totally cool with that. And so I went on the show. Obviously everything happened with Rachel. I got out of the show. Maybe two to three weeks later, I called Emily because I I got her number. And I was like, look, I just went on the show. I made out with this girl, Rachel, the whole time. (laughs) It it didn't go anywhere, but she was my partner. And I just want to be honest with you. And she was like, Yeah, no, that, that's totally fine. I was not expecting to hear from you ever again. And I was like, Okay, well, that's cool. Like, wanna go out? Honestly, Olivia, basically. Yeah. And then. You know like maybe a week later i was like can i come out and visit you and she was like yeah maybe i'll come out and visit you and then yeah and that was it so look i it kind of for a minute there there was a story that spun out of that that was like
0: you had a girlfriend on the show yeah
1: which is just so stupid i mean that i definitely met emily before i went on bats or bat but there was no relationship
0: you were not betrothed
1: no not not even close we weren't even dating in fact she was dating someone when we met, we just went out and like had a great time together, so.
0: Had she watched you? Like, did she know who you were in that respect?
1: Yes, but <laughs> this is actually so funny. So she, one of her friends bought tickets for all of them like to go. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was kind of, I've come to find out, it was kind of understood that that girl was like, I'm gonna try to meet him and marry him so you bitches back off. <laughs> and then obviously Emily, you know, was the one that I ended up hanging out with all night. And like Emily and that girl are not friends anymore. Yeah.
0: Wow. And now you're a dad.
1: And now I'm a dad of two boys, man. I'm fifty-four. I'm retiring Holy soon. Holy shit. Yeah, it's been that long. Wow. No. Yeah. I yeah, so we live in California, in Southern California. And you know, we have the best life ever. I got super lucky. She is just my favorite person. She compliments me very well.
0: I thought you were going to just say she compliments me a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. You know what I what I always say about uh, Emily, which I think is great advice for guys and girls to hear who are not married. I really, I obviously love Emily, but I really mm-hmm. like her too. She's, she's so fun to hang out with and be around. And I say that up against, I dated girls before, Holly included, who like I clearly loved and was sexually attracted to. And but like, you know, they just like weren't really my friend. You know what I mean? Like if I could pick between hanging out with my buddies or my brother and my girlfriend, I would always pick my buddies and my brother. And now with Emily, it's like, I genuinely like. She's a buddy. Yeah, yeah. Which is, if you're going to get married, that's kind of the way to do it. Because look, we all get old and gray and like all the things that we maybe fell in love with someone about, you know, like physical attraction, that shit goes away, man. And all of a sudden, or this is, Emily, still, and I still say this to this day, Guess what doesn't matter at 3 a.m. when a baby's screaming? If the person's hot. No one cares if you're like good to look at at 3 a.m. It's like, hey, are they a good person?
0: Do I enjoy being around this person?
1: Yeah, man. So find someone that you like, not not just that you love.
0: And how far is your home from Deanna and
1: Steve? I'm going to be super specific. It's 23 minutes. Wow. Yeah, so our kids, you know, we have cousin hangout time. Sundays are at my parents' house. We do like an Italian, you know, family dinner every Sunday. Yeah. I we we got it good, man. We 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 got a good little life. It's pretty great.
0: Did I miss anything?
1: I wouldn't say so. Again, that's part of what makes me so impressed with your interview. You 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 did good.
0: I try
1: I've become a fan of the show, Olivia. Like, I've started listening now. I will continue listening.
0: Usually I end the show with, follow this person on social media. But I feel like that's not...
1: Um, Michael Stagg is my Instagram. I mean, there's an account. It's there. Actually, just follow my... Oh, no. Emily, I think, is private.
0: Maybe follow you for just any news about this fun musical announcement.
1: Yeah, look. I mean, I'm on Facebook. I post on Facebook semi regularly. So, you know, I'll, how about this? I'll post one of the songs on my Facebook page uh, for them to listen to a little sneak peek, and and maybe that will be. It. That's a good. That's a good way to. That's a little a little nugget for your oh, audience.
0: Teaser. Thank you for giving me so much of your time and for being so cool. I
1: can't overstate how welcome you are. And yeah, I mean, I became a fan of yours after those two episodes that I listened to. So I was genuinely looking forward to this and I have done plenty of these where I'm like, let's get this over with. And this wasn't one of them. Thank you. Do you. Is this your full-time job? No,
0: I work for Delta Airlines.
1: But this is financial, like you are making money This doing is this? my
0: primary source of income, yes. That is so great. Imagine getting paid to talk to people you find super interesting.
1: Yeah, I can imagine that's pretty great.
0: But I I've, I've told Deanna many times I'm, I I want to come and do a family dinner with you guys.
1: Well, I, I'm serious. If you're ever in California, we will pull you into the stag house and you will have the time of your life. I would
0: freaking love it. I'm, I'm not just trying to blow you up, but the, the this little family we've got going on, some of my favorites. I'm just obsessed.
1: Good, likewise.
0: Steve, too. Like, don't tell him I said that, but...
1: I'll tell him that you liked me more. That's what I'll tell him. Please yeah. do.
0: Okay, we'll get back to your life. Thank you so much. Wow.
1: I will see you in California sometime in the future.
0: Okay, bye, Hud.
1: All right, bye, Olivia. Bye.